Hey, what's up? My name is Jason. I'm the pastor of Church in the Wild. Thank you for joining us in the wild, where we have sermons, conversations, interests, all the things that make us who we are. Thanks for jumping on here. You matter. So look at Exodus chapter 24. God said to Moses, come up to the Lord, you, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel, and worship from afar. Moses alone shall come near to the Lord, but the others shall not come near, and the people shall not come up with him. So now we have an entirely different conversation. God says, okay, the people are too afraid for this to happen. So bring up some of the elders to the part of the mountain where I want them to come, and they're going to worship. Look at uh, verse, verse uh, 9. Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of those went up, and they went up, and they saw the God of Israel. Think about it. The elders of Israel see God right here. There was under his feet, as it were, a pavement of sapphire stone, like the very heaven for clearness. And he did not lay his hand on the chief men of the Israel. They beheld God and they ate and drank. So God rewards their faith. They have the faith to go up and obey him and walk up part of the mountain. And God says, now you get to see me. And not only that, but you get to eat and drink. Then look at verse, I promise you this is going somewhere that you can apply in your life. The people are like, you, well, the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and wait there that I may give you the tablets of stone. When you speak to God, we don't want to. We're too afraid. So God says, bring 70 elders partway up the law and the commandments, which I have written for their instruction. So Moses rose with his assistant Joshua at the mountain. I want them to walk with you on this spiritual journey. And I want them to walk with me. They're gonna... And Moses went up into the mountain of God. So I'm going to give you a little background to this. They're going to get to see my feet. And they're going to get to have this celebration. They're going to get to literally take communion on the side of Mount Sinai. And I want them to experience this. But then I want you to take Joshua, who's a mighty warrior, and I want Joshua to come up even higher into the mountain with me. And so the people are at the bottom. And then the, 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 those who are walking with Moses are partway up the mountain. But then the warrior Joshua gets to go even higher. But then look at verse 15. Moses went up to the mountain and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord dwelt on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Now, the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mountain and in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Here's the final step of this journey up the mountain. Joshua the warrior goes partway, and then Moses goes all the way to the top of the mountain with God. And he spends time with God. And think about just how terrifying this is for a second. For six days, the mountain is like a fire. And then God says, okay, it's the seventh day, Moses. Come up by yourself. Leave the warrior there. Leave the elders there. Leave the people behind and you come up and speak with me. And so he does. But do you, do you know what happens here? God gives to him... The, the blueprint for the original church in the wild, literally the church in the wilderness, God gives to Moses right here. He gives to Moses all the instructions and the blueprint for the tabernacle, 
where God's presence is going to come down and dwell, and he gives it to Moses alone, and then Moses repeats what God says back down the chain to the people. And here's what I want you to understand. Every spiritual step that you take on your spiritual journey is going to require faith. It is going to be scary for you to take spiritual steps in your life. If you want to grow closer to God, there is a process of, that requires you to have faith and it requires you to be willing to go where no one else will go. This is leadership. You want to be a leader. You've got to be willing to say, I'll go all the way so that you will come part of the way. This is leadership. Leadership says, I will go as far as I can possibly go, and I'm going to try to help you go as far as you can go, realizing that there's more and more and more challenges for me. Think about just how hard this was for Moses. He's not a warrior, yet he's the one who climbs to the top of a mountain. My brother and I, a little while ago, tried to climb a mountain in Yellowstone. We, had, we thought it'd be a great idea. We thought it'd be even better to do it barefoot because that's how my brother and I work. And we made it about, uh, we made it higher than the tree line. And then we were standing in a place and there was a bunch of bones. And we were like, this is odd that there's just bones all around us. So we picked some of the bones up and brought them down. And then when I got back, I was telling Amanda the story, like, yeah, we were barefoot standing on this mountain in this pile of bones. And she was like, yeah, it's a mountain lion lair. Like, oh, good. We were barefoot, and there's a mountain lion up there somewhere. It gets harder and harder to climb as you go up, doesn't it? Every spiritual step requires faith on your journey. So at Church in the Wild, we have four basic steps that we are, are trying to help people go in their faith and their walk with God. The first step is that they're welcome. They're welcome. This is, this is something that we believe for everyone. Everyone is welcome to explore and experience God here at Church in the Wild. We, we believe that everyone should have the opportunity to hear about God. And this can be at times scary for some people to hear and be like, oh my goodness, you guys, you're trying to do this. You're trying to talk to people about, gee, you want this? You want, you're trying to do this? It can be scary. It requires faith to walk into the door of a church. And we understand that. This is why our church tries to be as welcoming as we can possibly be because I understand that it is scary to step foot in a church not knowing what's about to happen, what's going to take place, what's going to be said. I mean, is someone going to hand me a snake? Like, what's going on? I don't know. And I've been in all kinds of churches. I understand that it can be scary to visit a church. I've been at churches where I got yelled at simply for having blonde hair. Like I was sitting there one time and this guy's like, you down there with the blonde hair. I'm like, I did not choose to be born this way. <laughs> this is just the hair on my head. I understand it can be scary. But then God calls people to walk with him, to walk with him. And he says, hey, don't just stand at the foot of the mountain. Come up with me and experience who I am. This requires faith. This is scary. It is scary to say, you know what? I'm going to put my trust in Jesus Christ, and I'm going to walk with him 
daily. That requires faith, and it's scary. It requires faith to say, you know what? Not only have I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and made it a private thing between he and I, but now it's going to be a public thing, and I'm publicly going to get baptized to show the world around me that I'm a follower of him. That requires faith. That is scary. But then God says, hey, bring the warrior with you. Bring the warrior and there, go, there comes a point in our Christian life when we go from just being welcomed by God and loved by God to walking with God to then being a warrior for God. To being someone who is willing to, to work and so be someone who's willing to say, hey, I will invest in people. I will care about people. I will call on people. I will invite people. I will work. I will be a warrior for him. That's scary. It's scary. You know, have you ever done this? I did this at the gym a little while ago. So the gym a little while ago, there's a, there's a guy who I, ha- I don't think I've ever met in my life. I may be wrong. One of the two of us is wrong on this. It's probably me. But he and I were talking, and I walked up, and I said, hey, man, I'm Jason. It's good to meet you. And he said, yeah, man, we've met a whole bunch of times before. And I was like, oh, man, that's scary to do. Isn't that embarrassing? Like, hey, he's like, yeah, we're best friends, basically. <laughs> oh, I'm Jason. Good to meet you, best friend. You know, spiritually, it's kind of scary to be someone who says, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. But can I tell you something? A year ago today, on the day, I invited this girl down here in the front row to come to church in the wild at a Starbucks. It's scary. And sometimes it's amazing. But then God says, hey, I got one more step for you. And it's wild. It's wild. But it's worth it. Come up to the top of the mountain alone with me. And hear what I have to say to you. Come up here and spend time with me. And let me tell you what I have to say. And let me work with you. You know what happens when you become wild? When we become the church in the wild, we stop waiting for people to text us and we start texting them. We stop waiting. Boy, I hope Jason puts something together for the guys. And what we do is, hey, I'm doing this. Come with me. Well, I, I, I'd, love for, I'd love for this to happen. And you start making it happen. I hope someone, I hope someone will pray for me. And you start saying, I'm going to pray for you. When you become wild, it is this this journey, it is terrifying, and it's amazing. It's incredible. When we started Church in the Wild, I was absolutely terrified. Terrified. Like, God, I don't know. I don't know. But let me tell you just a couple of stories. So a while ago, last year, last fall, a guy walks into our church. He starts attending our church. He's here for a while. He gets baptized. Now, if you remember the day, if you were here last year, it was we were doing our monster series, and there was like purple blinky lights up here, and no one could pay attention to what was going on during the sermon because it was like blinking, blinking, like all behind me, right? And we were doing worship while we were baptizing, and we baptize this guy. We bring him up out of the water. We have this awesome picture. We're hugging. He's excited. We baptized another family that day, and if you remember that day, the lady, like, we baptized her, we dunked her, and I could hear her yelling under the water. I thought she was scared, so I was, like, trying to bring her up, but she was so excited that when I brought her up, she, like, leapt to her feet and was like, whoa, 
and we have a picture where water's flying everywhere, and I'm just getting doused, and I'm loving it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. We baptized him. Dylan is handsome, strong, he works hard, he's studious, he's gracious, he's kind. If you're single and you're a girl and you're, you're not dating him, you should be, okay? You should be. I mean, the guy's incredible. He sits up front. What else can you want? He's wild. What else can you want? He's a wild man. And Dylan brought his friend John. Y'all like donuts? Everybody like donuts? John brought the donuts today. And John brought Katie, who had never been to church in her life before walking in here. And that girl told me her testimony. We were sitting in BJ's in Polaris, and she started telling me about how she accepted Jesus and how this peace came into her life. And I was getting, like, chills in BJ's, not because it was cold. I was just like, man, this is wild, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Let me tell you another story. When we started... It's, it's the famous story. We, we literally had no clue at all. If you think we don't know what we're doing now, we really didn't know it back then. We had a TV on a ladder. We were handing out papers to songs that were the wrong songs. And we had a guy who was, who was playing the guitar. And that's what he was doing. He was playing the guitar, loving life. And do you know that Cam is now our worship leader? And he works at Church in the Wild. And this worship is a result of what Cam has put in and poured into people. So the people up here are being poured into by Cam. And they're singing and they're worshiping. And Brandon's down here worshiping. And Curtis is here worshiping. And Logan and Rajiv and Nick Bernacki. And they are being poured into by someone who his first couple of weeks was just playing a guitar. It's wild when you start trying to reach people for Jesus. But man, it is so worth it. Moses has to face every fear and walk to the top of this mountain. Alone. Can I bring my warrior? Nah, you're the leader. You got to go to the top alone. Can I, can I bring my elders? No, nah. no. Nah. I let them eat and drink with you. That's cool. They get to walk with you and they got to walk with God. But I got a plan for you and it's wild but it's worth it. He experiences God like no one else gets to experience God. He has this faith to say, God, whatever you want. And God says, come on this journey with me. Okay, can I bring the elders? Yeah, bring them. Okay, all right, elders, stop there. Bring your warrior. Okay, all right, yeah, come on up. Okay. Okay, what now? Warrior. And I just want you to come up. And by the way, the mountain's on fire. So just come on up. It doesn't make sense. It's scary. It's terrifying to attempt to do great things for God. But it's so worth it. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. Each new step has new fears and new obstacles but they also have new blessings and new opportunities. Each time God calls you a little bit further into your walk with him, yeah, it's scary, but it has new blessings. To watch Cam grow as a leader is, 
is like the, the greatest spiritual high. When, when people that I got to baptize start baptizing their friends, there's nothing in the world like that. I don't care what you do. Mentor and care about people. And it's wild. And it's scary. And people let you down and take, drink, snort, whatever. It's not as good. It's not as good. I promise you people disappoint you and people get mad at you when you push them. And people get upset when you, when you try to help them. And it, it is not as good as when people you've baptized start baptizing people. It's scary and it's wild, but it's worth it. The people, it's the most incredibly spiritual thing to watch people that you have mentored fear the cloud. Like God spoke and they were like, whoa, 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 nope, no more, you speak. But the cloud was where the presence of God was and where he lined out the plans for their spiritual journey. So what's your next step? What's your next step in your spiritual life? What's God calling you to do? Is God calling you to say, you know what, hey, all right, I'll be a part of this church. I'll I'll take that step. Okay, okay, I'll put my faith in Jesus. I know know it's scary. I get it. Trust me, I get it. Okay, you know what, you want me to be baptized? Okay, you think, okay, I'll do it. Okay, it's scary, but I'll do it. New blessings and new opportunities. God calling you to walk. With our church as we walk together spiritually, okay, you want me to be a part of a group? You want me to be a part of a team? You want me to serve with people? You want me to give money? Are you kidding me? Okay, I'll do it. New blessings, new opportunities. Okay, you want me to to be a spiritual warrior for you? You want me to start praying, reading my Bible, and studying the scriptures? You want me to, to, to lead something? Ah, I don't know. Okay, I'll do it. New blessings, new opportunities. You want me to invest in people and teach the people I invest in to invest in other people, and then you want them to invest in other people and them to invest in people? I don't know if I can do that. I don't really know if spiritually I can help someone. Okay, I'll try it. New blessings, new opportunities. What's your next step? What fear stops you and makes you settle for a symbol of God rather than God himself. Like, don't miss the fact that they said, hey, Moses, you speak, and and we'll listen to you. What do we do in America today? Hey, uh, you get really talented people, put them on a stage, let them worship, and we'll watch. You you get a guy who's a good speaker and, and knows a little bit of the Bible enough to get him up there and speak well and eloquently enough, and we'll listen to what he has to say, and that's good enough on Sunday morning. We, we'll, we give you 30 minutes of you preaching, and then we'll just listen to what that guy has to say, but I'm not really going to open the Bible myself all week. What symbol is stopping you from the presence and the moving the opportunities and the blessings that God has for you. I want to read you one other thing. John chapter 12, verse 27. This is Jesus speaking, and he says this. Now is my soul troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Look at what happens next. I, I read this and my, I, I, I was like blown away. Then a voice came from heaven. 
I have glorified it. I will glorify it again. God speaks audibly. In the New Testament, when Jesus is talking, he says, God, I'm not sure, but if this is what you want, I'll do it. Let's go. And God from heaven speaks audibly. Well, look at what happened. The crowd that stood there and heard it said it had what? Thundered. They said it thundered. Others said, no, an angel has spoken to him. But Jesus answered, the voice has come for your sake and not for mine. Think about this. On Mount Sinai, so many thousands of years earlier, God speaks and it's thunder. And the children of Israel are like, mm, no thanks. Moses, you speak to God for us, and whatever he says, we're good with. Jesus arrives. God himself in human flesh steps onto the planet. And he says, I'm God. And God the Father says, and I'm glorifying my name through you. And what do the people think? Oh, no, that's thunder. That can't be God. That's thunder. Or wonder why they thought that because thousands of years earlier they allowed the thunder to stop them from the relationship with God to the point where when God spoke audibly to them they couldn't recognize his name they couldn't recognize his voice they couldn't pick up what God was saying because they had settled for so long and allowed fear for so long to stop them from a relationship with him they said Moses you speak Moses said, no, 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 no. Listen to what he's saying. Don't be afraid. No, no, you speak. No, 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 come, come. No, you speak. And we don't want, it's too scary. We don't want to deal with that. Moses, you speak to him and we'll listen. Moses says, no, come on, listen. Listen to what God is saying to you. Nope. Jesus descends on the earth. Hey, I, got, I want to talk to you. I'm God. I am God in human flesh. And God the Father says, literally, yeah, I'm going to glorify my name. And the people, nah, it's thunder. It's thunder. What symbol have you settled for that is stopping you from hearing the voice of God in your own heart and life? What fear? That's scary. We'll just let the worship team do that. Wait, you want me to open this all week? cripples you so that you can't listen and have a relationship with God. Ah, I don't know about that. You want me to invite people? Ah. So you settle for worship team, you guys worship, and I'll just come and listen. Ah. Easter's coming. I can't invite people to Easter. I mean, whew, I don't want my neighbors to know. I don't really, you want me to raise my hand in church? What's stopping us from taking the next step spiritually? It's scary. It's wild. But it's so worth it. The other family that we baptized, the day that we baptized Dylan, we were at a restaurant with Nate and Janice. We were talking to them, and this waiter came up. He had blue hair. It was long. He was real tall. He looked like he did, like, martial arts, and I was afraid of him. Seriously, like, ooh, this guy, I think he could, like, bench press me. My wife is like, you should come to our church. And literally in my head, I was like, yeah, he ain't coming. 
you know he came the next Sunday and brought his family and his family got baptized with Dylan that day his family comes to our church it's wild but it's worth it it's worth it we went out to eat with, Tep, with uh, Tess and Jonathan a little while ago, and the waiter spilled a drink on the floor, and my wife said, hey, I like your mustache. You should come to our church. <laughs> and he came to our church. It's wild, but it's worth it. It's wild, but it's worth it. You're about to stand in worship with the worship team that a couple years ago did not exist as a team. It's wild. So I'm going to ask you all to stand to your feet right now. What spiritual step is God asking you to take? What's the next step in your spiritual journey? Is it going from, yeah, I'm going to come on Christmas and Easter, maybe a couple other times a year, which is awesome. You're welcome. We're thankful that you visit. We're thankful that you're here. But there's more opportunities and blessings the further up the mountain you go. Is your next spiritual step it's time for me to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, and I recognize that that's scary, but it's worth it. Is it time to get baptized and let the world know, hey, I am a follower of Jesus, and I'm living my life for Him? It's wild. It's worth it. Is it, hey, it's time for me to be in a group, be in a team, time for me to serve, time for me to be a part, time for me to start giving, time for me to start sharing, time for me to start being involved, it's wild. It's worth it. I get to hang out on Sunday mornings with Logan. It's so cool to hang out with Logan. It's really fun. Like, I, I look forward to it. And we didn't even know each other two years ago. It's wild, but it's worth it. Logan had the faith to take that step, take another step, take another step. Now he's about to get married. He's playing guitar. He's awesome. Wow, but it's worth it. What, what's God asking you to do today? What's your step spiritually? Maybe it's time to be a warrior for him. It's time to like, hey, I'm studying on my own. I'm reading on my own. I'm standing on my own. I'm praying on my own. Maybe it's time to live wild. It's time to start inviting people. It's time to start, start praying with people. It's time to start getting involved in their lives. Let me lead you. Let me help you. Let me care for you. It's wild, but it's worth it. So I'm going to ask our prayer team to come up here. If you need prayer about any of these steps, our prayer team will pray with you. They will help walk with you through that. If you want to get baptized, our prayer team will pray with you. If you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, our prayer team will pray with you and they will walk with you. You want to take a step spiritually? Our prayer team will pray with you and walk with you. You just want to walk up here and talk to someone to see what happens up here? They will pray with you. You just want to get to know someone from the church? Man, I'm new. I want to know someone. Our prayer team will pray with you. They will walk with you through this journey. It's wild. It's a wild ride to plant the church. But it's worth it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, you are gracious, kind, loving, just, holy, righteous, this journey is wild, but it is so worth it. The ups and the downs are worth every blessing and opportunity that you present. 